Hey guys, Joe McCall with REI in your car. Hope you guys are doing awesome. It is a beautiful day. And just leaving Home Depot, or Lowe's, same thing. <laughs> I'm leaving Lowe's with some hardware for our new cabinets. Yeah, lots of fun. But I wanted to talk to you guys. First of all, I want to maybe apologize. I don't know. Maybe I don't need to. But on, on these REI in your car podcasts, I've been listening to some of them and, and just cringing like, oh, my gosh, just make your point, Joe. Stop rambling and make your point. So if you guys are getting annoyed, I'm assuming if you're still listening to me, maybe you're not getting that annoyed or, and, or you're just being really gracious and nice. I appreciate that. Uh, so I will, uh, I apologize for like rambling and not making sense and just not getting to the point quickly enough. So my goal today is to get to the point as quickly as possible. And this is my point. Uh, I'm going to talk about how to make, how to get your VA to make offers for you. We did a coaching call today and this is something we're starting to do in our own markets right now in the different markets we're in. And I'm pretty excited about it is, and I've talked about it before, but it's really simple when you think about it. Uh, we're getting our VAs to make offers for us by email, just simple offers to the realtors of listed properties that have been on the market for over 90 days that look like they need work. And the process is really, really simple. And I'll say this too, it helps if you have MLS access. Why? Because you need the realtor's email address. Uh, you know, you can, you know, yeah, you can go to, you can look up the property on realtor.com or Redfin or Zillow and contact the listing agent right from there. But I'm a little worried that if you're sending the same message 20 times a day, that Zillow or Realtor.com is going to start blocking your messages from getting to the Realtors. So what I'm going to suggest is find a way to get the Realtors email addresses. Now, there's different ways you can do this too, um, but it certainly helps to have a friend or a Realtor just get these email addresses for you. Wow, this is beautiful. I'm looking over to the right. Here's a distraction. Squirrel, there's these about 10, 12 geese that are just flying down into this field. Okay, anyway, um, it's really simple. So what we do is we, we pick a, you know, we look at our best markets, right? Our, our target zip codes where we have the most buyers. And we will every day look for the houses that get you know, to the 90-day mark of being, it's really easy to look this up in Redfin. You just look for houses in a certain zip code, three-plus bedrooms that are below a certain price. You don't want the expensive ones, right? And have been on the market at least 90 days on Redfin, or been on Redfin at least 90 days. And then you you look for the new ones, and you look for the ones that need work. You Just by looking at the pictures, the houses, the, the pictures of the house inside, it's cluttered, it's not newly remodeled, things look a little outdated, carpet looks old, walls have wood paneling or whatever, or it's just, there is no picture of the inside of the house. 
And so then you get your VA to put those in a spreadsheet or into Podio and get some basic information about the house. And what I would suggest, what we're starting to do, is go ahead and make an offer. If if the asking price is above Zillow, just make an offer at 85% of Zillow. If the listing price or the asking price is below Zillow, then make an offer at 85% of whatever their asking price is. So you, the goal is to email them an offer that's not so ridiculously low they just get mad and ignore you but it's within the ballpark right and it's as simple as sending the sending an email to the realtor saying hey you know and there's two different approaches you can take I suggest if you can send an email as if it is from a realtor well let me give you the two different ways because I'm not telling you to lie like it really like the emails really should be from a realtor or you have a realtor that gives you permission to send an email as them if it's the same thing like with every message, right? Well, let me explain. So if you're just sending it as an investor, you could send something along the lines of, hey, I'm an investor, my name is Joe, and I noticed you have this property on listed at 123 Main Street, and it looks like a house I might be really interested in, and I'd, I'd like to make an offer on the property. But before I waste you or your client's time, since I'm an investor, I make offers that are usually substantially lower than what the market or what the list price is. And I just wanted to give you a heads up and not offend you or, you know, waste your time. And so that's why I'm emailing this to you. I'm just paraphrasing this all stuff, right? You got to figure it out yourself. But I'm just kind of emailing you this offer just to see if I'm in the ballpark, you know? So would your client accept something in the range of this something to this price, okay? And you can say, I am a cash buyer, I'm an investor, uh, I can close cash, I can close quick, and I don't need, I don't have, I don't require any long drawn out contingencies. And just email them a range and make the range like at 80 to 85% of Zillow. And uh, using round numbers, and give them a proof of funds. So in, attach to the email, attach just a simple proof of funds. And see what the realtors say. Now, guess what? Surprise, surprise, you're going to get more no's than yeses. But what you're looking for is a realtor that says, you know what, maybe they'd consider something like that. Uh, go ahead and send an offer. Then you can tell them, well, you can even tell them this in the first email. Listen to say, I, you know, I'm not a, uh, I'm not a realtor and I don't have an agent representing me. So if you can... If you want, you can represent me and get both sides of the commission. Can you go ahead and write up the contract and submit it for me? Get the realtor on your team as well, and they can get both sides of the commission. But here's the thing: you're going to get a, you're going to get a contractor if you get a one of your offers accepted. Hopefully, you have some buyers that can help you with that property, right? That can go look at it with you, or you can get a inspect a contractor. To go to the house and give you a bid on the repairs okay chances are you're going to need to renegotiate because these are all properties that need work right maybe you won't need to renegotiate don't know it all depends I did a podcast recently called the three r's to renegotiating any contract and it's repairs rents and resale 
And so you do some due diligence within the first few days, right? You're going to get probably a two-week inspection window. And then that gives you time to inspect the property, get a contractor out there to look at the work and give you an estimate and see if you have any buyers in your buyers list that would be interested and see what they would be willing to pay for it. So chances are you're going to have to renegotiate a new price. Not a big deal. It's much, much easier to renegotiate a price after you already have it under contract than it is before. Okay. And you can tell the realtor, okay, hi, you know, we got our contractor came out and looked at the house. Unfortunately, we put all of our numbers into a spreadsheet and we analyze the property and this, I don't know if this is going to work for us. We're going to have to either renegotiate a lower price or just cancel the contract. I'm sorry, but that's going to need way more work than we thought. Um, and it's, we looked at the rents and put it into our analysis and it, and we also looked at the resale values and the numbers just aren't going to work. Okay. During this inspection period as well, you can have your hard money lender look at the deal and tell you whether he'd be willing to finance it or not. Okay. So you can back out before the inspection contingency for various reasons. If they won't negotiate on renegotiate on a price, your hard money lender wouldn't, is not willing to lend on the deal. And that's huge, right? Because if your hard money lender is not willing to lend on a deal, it's not a deal you want to buy. Does that make sense? And if the hard money lender says, yeah, I'll lend on that deal, then you, when you're advertising that contract, you can say, hey, I got a hard money lender that will lend on this deal. All right. And then, you know, if you, if your buyers tell you, you know, yeah, you're in it too deep or you're not enough, disc, not enough uh, spread in there, not enough meat in the bone, you just renegotiate a new price, right? The other thing that this all does is that you can find the realtors that are willing to list these properties that need work because not every realtor wants to list those houses. And you can get their, you know, you get their name and email and you just contact them every couple weeks. Hey, you know, my name is Joe. If you remember, we talked a little while ago and I'm looking for deals, off-market deals that need a lot of work. If you find anything, please let me know. You send those emails out every one to two weeks. Just remind those realtors of who you are. Maybe send a voice message to them once every week, once a month. They're going to start thinking of you when they find these deals again and start sending them to you. So here's my whole point. You set up this kind of a template, kind of a system. Keep it really, really simple. Keep it really simple. Build a system around it and then scale it. Okay, what if your VA, just with simple instructions, could find these kinds of houses in the top five zip codes? Okay, <clears throat> so put them in Podio, put them in a spreadsheet or whatever. And then just take a simple formula, like take Zillow, either the lowest of the asking price or the Zillow estimate value, make an offer between 75 and 80% of Zillow or 80 and 85% of Zillow or the lowest asking price. Send a standard template email with a proof of funds attached to 10, 20 realtors a day. It's, so it's just a soft pass offer. If the realtors say no, say, I'm sorry for wasting your time. But listen, do you mind if I, can I email you my contact information? Or um, if you ever find another deal like this, would you mind bringing it to me? And you can, um, I'll buy it through you or whatever like that, right? Do you get what I'm saying? I talked earlier about getting a realtor maybe to send these emails for you because it's a lot easier as well if you have a realtor that can send these emails that says just basically, you know, hey, I'm a realtor with so-and-so. I represent a buyer, he's an investor, uh, and I know I can hear you rolling your eyes, I can see you rolling your eyes or whatever, that 
you know, yeah, I know he's, he submits low ball offers, but this guy is a good guy. He is a solid investor. Uh, he never backs out of contracts. And uh, he can pay cash and he can close quick. Would you, you know, would you just mind, uh, you know, presenting this offer or letting me know, like, is the seller flexible on their price? Uh, is there any room for negotiating on this deal, right? So your, your realtor can kind of act as a buffer for you, like a good cop, bad cop, and just kind of give a heads up warning that an, uh, an offensive low ball offer is coming. But that just does so much to soften the blow. And uh, it's, it's just good. It's just good. I, I, we do that a lot. My realtor kind of softened the blows for me and acts as a liaison as the good bad cop, right? So anyway, does it make sense? I hope that is a good little helpful tip for you, right? So just get a VA to go find distressed properties that have been on the MLS for longer than three months, 90 days, and just make soft pass offers by email to the realtors. And, you know, one out of every 30 might say, yeah, you know what, they'd consider something like that. Go ahead and make an offer. Or maybe it depends. You see, you look for the ones that say, yeah, maybe. Right? Then you can actually send an offer, do some more due diligence, go look at the house. Okay? That's what this business is all about. It's about making offers. Lots and lots of offers. All right, so just got home. Got to walk in. And I'm supposed to be making dinner tonight. Uh-oh. <laughs> I think I'm going to make my world-famous spaghetti. There's a secret to really good spaghetti. You want to know what it is? You go buy some Jimmy Dean sausage at the grocery store. And you grill it like hamburger meat. You put it on a pan. We use those cast iron pans. And which is kind of gross, really, because you're not supposed to ever wash it with soap, right? You just scrape everything off and then put, you, then you warm it back up and you put olive oil and you spread the olive oil around the pan. <laughs> so it's got like, you know, years worth of food in the, like, deep embedded inside the pan. <laughs> it's kind of gross. <laughs> but maybe that's, I'm, I'm not, I didn't make that up. Like, you read the instructions. And you're not supposed to wash cast iron pans with soap and water. Well, anyway, so just don't ever eat at our house when we're cooking with cast iron dishes. We do like rinse them, you know, with hot water and we scrub them, everything off. We don't use soap. All right, so anyway, you grill the sausage on the, uh, in the pan until it gets like kind of like a, like a crunchy... You know, like hamburger meat or, you know, like meat that's cooked a little too much. It's a little crunchy. It's not like soft. So it's a little, you got some crunch on it, right? It's really good. Then it has to be linguine pasta. I just like the thicker, wider pasta. It's got to be linguine pasta. And you need to get some kind of uh, the, the, the pasta sauce that is, has like, it's either three cheese or four cheese or something like that. I don't know why, but that's just really good. And that's it. But that sausage, oh, and you don't drain the fat. Never, ever, ever don't drain the fat from the sausage. So if you're married, guys, the trick is to make this before your wife sees what you did with the, the grease. Because <laughs> my wife freaks out. Um, so I have, to, uh, I have to 
try to work it out where I, I, I do it before she sees that I'm putting the grease with, because that grease is like the best. That's what adds the flavor, right? And that Jimmy Dean sausage, just the medium, medium regular stuff. It has enough spices in it where it's got not too hot, but it's not mild or anything like that. That's it. That's the secret. And so you notice I, I did my rambling after the, at the end of the podcast. So for those of you that get annoyed with my rambling, you can just, you could have already just skipped through all of that if you don't like spaghetti or if you're a vegan. Okay. Hey guys, listen, if you want some coaching, if you want some help, I got a new website, coachjoe.net, coachjoe.net. If you want to leave me a feed, some feedback or a comment, just call this or dial this number and text this number. Leave a message, 636-255-8815, 636-255-8815. Text me your comments, what you think. You know, and leave a review on iTunes, okay? So three things. Apply for my coaching, coachjoe.net. Leave a review in iTunes, please. That'd be really awesome if you did that. And, or... Call this number, 636-255-8815. Leave a voicemail or send a text. And just let me know if you have any questions. And I'll try to answer them on uh, a future episode. Take care, guys. See ya.